0: raised by wolves podcast and I guess the first thing I want to ask is how did this happen like what what made you want to start a podcast where you help people navigate situa- uncomfortable situations with either etiquette or you know dinner parties or awkward social awkwardness how did this happen
1: Sure. Well, first, thank you for having us. It is definitely a treat to be here. Thank you for being here. Uh, Being invited places is always very nice. (laughs) Um, I think for me, this all started back at a time when things were getting a little tense out there. Mm -hmm. Things were feeling a little aggressive. I don't know if you've ever read a a comment on the internet, Mm -hmm. Um, but the tone of those comments was starting to feel like a little like, oh, I think maybe we've gone too far. And so I was sort of always very interested in like, oh, what can we do to bring the temperature down? Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew Leah through a mutual friend and Leah has a reputation for being one of the nicest people, which is true. And um, I was like, I don't know what this show could be, but I'm very interested in sort of exploring the idea of just like being nice to people and kind and mindful and etiquette and all that. And I was like, are you interested in trying this? And Leah was like, sure. So then we just sort of figured it out. And now we have this show weekly where people around the world write in all these amazing sticky situations and they want to get our take on it and we're delighted to offer it
0: that's awesome and I, now nick you're a journalist correct
1: yes yes i mean i uh i had emmys whether or not we call that journalism i don't know i uh, started with cool. local television um and i did a lot of red carpet stuff um oh, interviewing wow. celebrities. And then I hosted like live morning TV where you would have like the local congressperson and a penguin from the zoo. So <laughs> i sort of At the it same all. time. Actually, that was, I think the same episode. <laughs> I had Baldwin, a penguin, and like the Congressman. So that was a fun episode. Um, so yeah, I, but I definitely approach everything with that journalistic sort of uh, approach, which is like, let's get the facts and let's tell the story. And then let's sort of present it to the audience. Uh, to put a full picture. So like a lot of the etiquette topics we talk about, it's sort of like, sure, there's like a rule, but like, why is there this rule? And like, how can we arrive at the same rule some other way? So I, that's how I approach things. Leah, on the other hand, she I takes a different I come in the approach. opposite direction on that <laughs> one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I want to hear so. And you are this like, uh, I mean, this awesome comedian who's getting so much praise and accolades and so cool. Oh
2: thank thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I um I, yeah, I feel when Nick reached out to me, I a lot of my comedy is about either like something that sort of set me off, like why are people doing this? You know, when people like wear their backpacks on subways and knock into you. You know what I mean? It's like a 10-minute rant. Or it's about how I somehow mortified myself because I didn't know the social etiquette of a situation and I got so anxious, I did the wrong thing because that's my go to, I'll overthink until I get to the absolute wrong way to handle things. Um, So I found it very interesting. And then I think Nick and I are a nice complimentary duo because instead of handling things with like, what are the facts? How is this done? I'm like, what are my feelings?
0: (laughs) How, How have
2: I not done it correctly? And then we sort of arrive in the middle all with the hope that we can treat each other with kindness. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I think it is so relevant now either it's just because we're getting older and we're realizing and getting more crotchety and seeing what's going on out there or things really really are getting worse like Nick was saying before you know with the internet and watching people's comments and like are in your opinion like I know you're not experts in this in any way but are things getting worse or are we just noticing it more getting older getting kind of set in our ways and what's right and what's wrong.
1: Uh, I think we're definitely noticing it a lot more, but people have always been rude. And I think I mean, it could be both. By the thing. way, it, the, it could be
3: both answers. You know, it could be things right? are getting worse and we're There's getting. There's a older lot and more. of rude
1: stuff in the Iliad. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think definitely the internet makes it a lot easier to be rude to more people faster. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's and I anonymously. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I feel like, anonymously. I, but but yeah, I feel that, like I'm
3: seeing it more in real everyday life too. So I, mean, I feel like
2: people pull the internet into their real life and yeah. sometimes you want to say, hey, you realize this is not a video. You, know, <laughs> you just can't come up and comment.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And
2: I feel like things people things are so divisive now that aren't even things that people used to argue about. Right. You know, like oh. people will come in hard about opinions like paper towels or like oranges. I hate oranges. And you're like, <laughs> does it need to be that tense?
0: <laughs> right. Or on the internet when someone says, you know, I hate oranges and there's that meme that's like, And what about bananas and grapefruit? And like, don't leave out the other fruits. And I mean, people just like will take one thing and run with it. And it just, I mean, it it just, it's gotten out of control. Well, you
3: you see more and more, like in our local Facebook group, you'll see somebody ask, hey, does anybody know uh, somebody, I bought my husband this thing that we have to build. Does anybody know anybody who could build it for us? And most of the comments are like, well, you know, if you read the directions, it's really easy. If you just do it yourself. That's not what we asked.
0: Right. You know,
3: we, we asked if somebody knows, some, like, that's
1: it. Just please answer the question. Yeah. You know,
3: we don't need your, you know, we obviously can't do it ourselves.
1: You know? Yeah. The I internet has definitely out. encouraged everybody to comment. When yeah. sometimes uh, we don't need to actually comment on everything. Not everything <laughs> requires <laughs> us to weigh in.
0: Right. An interesting story was that I had recently, we have a a, a son who at the time was I guess he was nine, and he just, like, couldn't learn to ride a bike. He was just struggling so much. He just doesn't – he's not, like, very coordinated, and I never post on Facebook community pages ever, but I had seen something where somebody um, had put a phone number of of a woman who teaches kids how to ride a bike. So I was like – I literally just said, can someone repost the phone number of that woman who teaches how to ride a bike – I got eaten alive by people. I mean, it was out of control. How can you not make memories teaching your kid to ride a bike? I mean, it was out. I mean, people were literally like, you know, and and on the one hand, I was like, oh, my God. First of all, the, you know what the next post was on that community page? is there someone who can coach my son for soccer? And, of course, they're like, oh, yeah, here is the, you know, but, of course, because it was riding a bike, it was, like, a big deal. And, I mean, I got eaten alive to the point where I finally started commenting on people's things like, you know what? Actually, my husband and I have decided we don't want our kids to have any good memories, so we're just, (laughs) (laughs) it was just, you know, it was just ridiculous. Like, you know, it's, like, so much for a community page where you're, asking for help. you know, It's just like that whole community feeling, I feel like it's just gone out the window.
1: Yes, and I think what's sort of disappointing is that if you are actually in a rec center in your town with all those same people and you ask somebody like, oh, hey, do you know who that uh, had that phone number, like who I should ask, everyone to your face probably would actually be very polite Mm -hmm. and nice and would not be lecturing you about memories. And so there is that thing that the internet makes very easy. That it just makes it way too easy to be rude, and yeah. so uh, we have our work cut out for us.
0: No, definitely. <laughs> All right,
3: we have plenty of other topics too, because we can go on with this forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the this can just like the rolling thing with the with social media, right? So
0: yeah, it's pretty it's pretty bad. But we recently did a, a couple episodes on like I, I want to say etiquette, but it wasn't even etiquette because I think we don't know much about the dos and don'ts, but. I guess with the holidays coming up and everything, our big thing is and don't get Adam started because he'll go off on a full rant.
3: But mean just this topic or all the topics? All the because, topics. By the way, I'm so excited to do this and I might my excitement might might come out a little too aggressively sometimes. <laughs> Cause our podcast has nothing to do with these conversations. And I kind of wish it would from time to time because well, I love did. this stuff. We did this conversation. Like once. Like yeah. I love this stuff. So I'm really excited yeah. to like just be able to rant and vent about, you know, all right. these kind of. And
0: we just. Ranting we and a... venting is the core, the oh, core
3: we of need these it. topics. Yeah. You
4: know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gotta let right. it out. So when it comes to holidays and stuff, I guess our biggest thing that we're going to start with is tipping. Not just holidays in general and everything. And Adam's philosophy is that it's kind of gotten out of control and that there's those awkward you know those awkward moments where you're like at Panera and you walk up to the register and you're like can I have a bagel and then it's like do you want to tip 15 percent 20 percent 25 percent I mean and then you feel like an asshole obviously if you don't tip but what's going like what's going on with tipping is it out of control are we becoming cheap are we like well what it's is not happening? just that
3: but we're being guilted into doing it in that situation right like because they just flip over the screen while they're watching you and you have to choose no tip in front of their face you know so it's like it's a guilt situation where you normally in the past this is not a tipping situation but it's become one almost everywhere you go
4: mom deserves better than a drugstore card I would say
1: there's a lot of different reasons why we tip. And so I think that's the way to kind of approach this question. But like the screen at Panera, that's just an electronic tip jar. So I think you can treat it the same way as if there were just a mason jar that said tips on it. Um, But there's lots of reasons why we tip. And I think if any of the reasons apply, you are welcome to tip. So sometimes we tip because we want to, we're just having a good day. And we're like, yeah, keep the change. Sometimes we tip because Somebody did something nice for you. They went above and beyond. Um, Panera was out of something, but you asked for it and they found it. Or I I don't know how Panera works. I've never actually been. Um, I hear it's great. They have apples, I guess, or chips. Is that how that works? Yes, you can choose one. (laughs) I've heard heard about the choice. Um, But But it's uh,
3: it's kind of become the mainstream. It's not just like... Certainly with all the electronic payment.
1: Yeah, uh, it definitely makes it very easy to do it. But I think you can hold your ground if you feel like this is not a tipping situation and you don't want to, then okay. But I think one of the reasons why we do tip in the United States uh, in a lot of places is that it is an acknowledgement that our tipping system and our wage system is broken, that your tip is actually part of the wage. And so like in a restaurant, you do need to tip. Like that is sort of part of the deal. And so uh, I think that's just important baseline to remember that like tipping is actually not always like a voluntary thing.
3: Well, yeah. When you go to a restaurant, you know, everybody pretty much knows what you just said, right? That they're not paid a fair wage. You and would tips...
1: think. You would think everybody really? knows this. But I the mean... number of emails we get from people who work in the service industry who was like, oh, I didn't get tipped. Yeah. No, there's a lot of not tipping happening out there.
3: Okay. I mean, I thought it was kind of common knowledge that when you go to a restaurant, you know that they depend on tips, right? So you have the choice to go to a restaurant, knowing that you have to tip whatever on top of whatever the meal is going to cost. If you, if you're against that, don't go, don't go out right. to eat. Right. I mean, you have that choice. It's kind of all the other situations, right. Where if it's a Panera or if it's another place or if it's, you know, where they are making at least maybe it's not a fair wage or whatever, but they're making minimum wage or more. Right. And those tips are now expected, you know, whether it's Starbucks or where it's Panera or whether it's Duncan or where, you know, any, those kinds of places, where it's kind of become now it's the norm. You're, you are you don't have to. Is it looked down upon if you don't? I, I don't know. I'm just, you know.
1: I, I think it's the same as a, a tip jar. So at Panera, right. I think if you don't want to tip, they didn't do anything for you. You're not in the mood. Um, I think you are free to not tip if you don't want to. Um, and you can just ignore the screen right. and that, that's the end of that. I think you, what you're noticing though, it's more common to be asked to be tipped in a lot of different situations. Mm-hmm. Like somebody just asked like, oh, do you have to tip when you're staying at an Airbnb? Like, should you tip your host? Oh God, really? <laughs> I never would've yeah, thought of that. We got that question that week, this right? week. So it's sort of like, you know, so the the idea of tipping, yes, it definitely is like, well, I think you should tip podcast hosts, really. Right, exactly. <laughs> you right. listen to this that episode? That makes
3: sense. I think I you mean, should that's, tip us. That's logical, at least. <laughs> but, but, but it's, but uh, it's yes. such uncommon knowledge, and it's such a gray area, tipping, that's the worst part about it, that like, if somebody comes to fix a thing in the house, an appliance, and Danielle will text me, am I supposed to tip this guy or girl, you know? I don't know. You know, I, yeah, I like, what are the situations? Like, there's so many different situations where it's just not, we're, we're in such a gray area of tipping in so many areas that nobody knows when you're supposed to and when you're not, other than like a restaurant, right?
1: But tipping is also regional. I mean, all etiquette is local. So the etiquette rules where you are is different from where I am or Leah is in Los Angeles, like right. the rules are always different. And, uh, and that's what etiquette is inherently all about. It's like what a local community of people have agreed are the rules of behavior. And so yeah what you might tip for somebody to fix your fridge, it might be a different situation than somebody else. And so the best way to actually handle some of these like Oh, how do I tip is actually to ask around in your community like Oh, mm-hmm. what is done what's typical. Um, what what is normal in this situation, and then you, there's some maybe some conversation with other people about like oh what what do you do and what feels expected,
0: right? I know we we when we first started dating Adam and I, he, he we used to argue about tipping the you know the housekeepers in a and to me I was like oh my god of all the places in all the world to tip, this is the place like. They are changing your sheets. They are, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like you're leaving and you're sort of like, well, they'll never see me again. So I'll just leave behind, you know. But it's, I mean, I would tip them more than just about anybody, you know. So I just, I I think, though, that like Adam never even thought about it. People don't even think about it. Like housekeeping housekeeping, in a hotel. Housekeeping at a hotel. Did I not say that? No, you okay. said, I didn't know if you meant in your own home. I, oh my first no, no, no. Well, yeah, in no, in a hotel.
2: Yeah, I cleaned hotels when I was a young teenager. It's um, hard. So it's oh, it's so much work. So I mean, they, they often have the little envelope, where you just throw down a couple bucks on the table, mm-hmm. or the desk, or whatever they have. I always tip housekeeping.
1: Yeah, and also you should tip every day of your stay because the person cleaning your room might be different. So you don't necessarily want to wait till the end of your stay to do the big tip.
3: Right. <laughs> See? Like, we need a book. Like, we need to know every situation,
1: outline, like... <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. There's a lot of books out there right. that actually have this in there. <laughs> right. No, but like a common is knowledge,
3: like, court <laughs> exam, like, when you're in high school or something, this needs to be a course that we all can know and agree and learn. When's it right to tip? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I guess th- the thing with us also is that I think also we have three kids. And so, you know, it gets a little bit Crazy Because then you have, you know, tutors and you have, um, you know, like people teaching instruments and this and that. And like it gets to a point around the holidays where you're like, uh, where is where is the line? You know what I mean? Where is the line? Because by the time you're done, it's just like you feel like you're depleted of you know it's like time to buy gifts and you're like I don't know where the boundary is for who I'm tipping who I'm not tipping what what are the you know what are the guidelines just like it gets to be to the point where you're just like I can't do it so you know and then you feel like a a jerk because you know I've tipped this person and not so I don't know around the holidays I just feel like it gets extra it gets extra complicated
2: so. I feel like with some people that are in your life regularly, um, you could. I'm just throwing out an idea if it feels overwhelming. Maybe you make like a huge uh, a huge batch of like homemade candy or cookies and you write nice thank you cards and you do a cute little bag and you say, you know, so grateful. And then it, you do like less of whatever you were going to tip out. And then there's also a gift because I, I think the point is to show gratitude um you're so from california
3: by the way with that response
2: <laughs> i'm not at all i'm from maine and i live in for 10 years.
1: <laughs> but in new york i mean we do a lot of holiday tipping that's yeah, definitely culturally yeah. like a thing but i think you start with a budget first and don't go over your budget of what you want to do for your holiday tips mm-hmm. and yeah i think like leah said it's about showing gratitude these are people in your lives who are making your lives easier hypothetically they're doing something for you and instead of tipping them throughout the year that you, you kind of wait till the end of the year as like, oh, this year, thank you so much for everything you did for the last 12 months. And I want to acknowledge that. And I appreciate that. And like, here's a little something that sort of symbolizes that gratitude. And that's the point. Uh, right. It's not necessarily like how much cash is in that envelope. Like it's more important to actually write a nice note with the cash rather than the cash itself. Obviously they want the cash, mm. but uh, the nice note is also needs to be part of it. Like it's, I don't want you just to hand an envelope without a note attached to it right on the
0: on the same lens of um with holidays and everything i don't know i wanted to talk a little bit about regifting because is it tacky is it ever okay it is like- if you get
1: caught <laughs> <laughs> don't get caught well that's we're the thing big, is that we're big
2: re-gifters re-gif- we're big re-gifters as long as nobody knows
3: right yeah well you can't re-gift to the person who gave you the gift like well, you, but
2: have you to... also can't re-gift in the same circle you right. gotta move okay. circles but do you even yeah. remember who gave it to you you know like i don't know are you even put a I... sticky tape on it mm.
3: that's a little too much organization for danielle yeah no you yeah. just have
2: a little sticky tape right i have a basket right next to me and this is a little behind the curtain basket next to me of things that I've gotten that are lovely, but that are just inappropriate for me. I know who gave it to me. They're going to go right back out.
1: Right.
0: So now, (laughs) can you what about giving those instead of tips
1: to people? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the rule for regifting is it still has to be a good gift.
2: Yeah. It has to be something
1: you would give to the person anyway. So we're not giving a set of steak knives to your vegan friend. So (laughs) it, it does need to still be in the world.
0: Right, right. But it's not considered – I mean, I guess it's considered tacky, like you said, if you get caught. But, I mean – Well, then it
3: makes it tacky in itself, right?
0: Well, if
2: it's perfect for somebody you know, I think why wouldn't it be okay to give it to that person?
0: Right. Right. What about – return? okay, what about, like, here's the thing, because we've had this happen many, many times – a relative or someone for the holidays gets you or your kid or something, just something horrendous, like a sweater or whatever. Is this and, a hypothetical question? Or that no, I mean, happens really? We've family. had this happen before. <laughs> what was but, the gift? Know, Do you remember? The Huh?
1: What was the gift? Do you remember?
3: I don't think it would be that bad without knowing the situation, right?
1: Because well, like the word horrendous. I'm like okay, the, the here, mind wanders.
0: Here's something. This is this is I think we've sp- spoken about this in an episode when my when my daughter was born my first child was born I we received a sweater it was fine nothing you know spectacular we received a sweater from like I'm not gonna name names but a distant relative and um, my you know my daughter had just been born I was like struggling when she was born and three weeks after I got the gift. We received, this was like, you know, old person, and this was 2005, so, you know, not like huge internet stuff. Um, we get something in the mail from the, the relative. He's dead now, so I can actually, I probably could say his name. But that says, three weeks ago, we sent you a present, uh, a sweater for your daughter, and we have not gotten a thank you. We will assume that, A, you did not receive the sweater.
1: <laughs> this is a note that you received. <laughs> that we received just to to in clarify. the mail. Okay, B, a little follow-up. Okay. B, uh-huh. you received
0: the, the sweater and did not like it. Mm. Or C, you received the sweater and just have decided not to send us
1: a thank you. Wow. Or D, I just gave birth and stuff is happening. A hundred percent. You're I mean, like, or I just had a
2: child. Yes. Right. And I am exhausted.
0: I was and so weeks, pissed.
1: three weeks, 21 wow. days. I would okay. be so,
0: I would be as well. I was, so, and you know what, they're old. So like you want to kind of give them the benefit no, of
1: the doubt. This was not happening in the Gilded Age. Mrs. Astor was not sending nasty notes to her relatives wondering if you got the crystal <laughs> gravy boat. No.
0: Right, right. I mean, to me, I was just sort of like, wait a minute. First of all, I want to know where you guys stand on thank you notes for new parents in general, because- I mean, it, it
3: kind of relates to anything, I think. I think it's all in the same category, whether it's a wedding or a baby or a birthday or a, anything.
0: I think baby sticks out the most. It, it, for, for, yeah, for obvious
3: reasons. But I think in general, the etiquette of thank yous should be the same. I, Fuck I
1: don't know. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, like, no. Well, the, the general point is that if somebody, if somebody does something nice for you, you want to acknowledge that. We want to live in a world in which when people do things that are nice, you acknowledge that. Like that's, I think, a world we all want to live in. And one of the ways we do that is through this thank you note. Like we've kind of agreed as a society, that's one way we do it. It's not the only way. Lots of different ways to show gratitude, mm-hmm. but that's one way. And you want to show that gratitude relatively promptly, because if you don't, then the person wonders like, oh, did they want? that thing or do they like it? Or why haven't I heard? Or maybe they didn't get it at all. And you don't wanna make somebody feel that way or or wonder that they've been ghosted with your gift. So that's the idea. But I mean, new parents, you gotta give new parents a lot of slack here. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you did not send that note in a year when the kid outgrows that sweater, well then maybe that's too long. But yeah, three weeks feels like you're really pushing it before you send a nasty note. And you should never send the nasty note. Lots of other ways to find out if you got it. I mean, like, hey, right. was that U.S. weather? Wasn't sure if you got it. You know, the Postal Service, right? That would have been a much nicer way. Totally. And you could have been like, oh, my goodness, we never said a thank you note. And then it's like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, but, I was enraged when that happened. I, mean, I
3: think I agree with what you're saying. If the situation was, let's say, you know, Danielle had just had a baby. It was three weeks later. And a relative or somebody was like, hey, I see you're going through a lot of shit. Let me help you and take the baby for a day and you can have a day to relax or two days or whatever. That's a one-on-one exchange. Let me send a thank you. You really helped. Yeah. You know, like showing your gratitude for something like, but if you're having a, a wedding or you had a baby or you had a birthday party for or whatever the occasion and there's a hundred people there and they give you a gift. All right. You know, you say thank you and they give it to you. That's enough. Right, I mean, like you had a baby, you just got married. Like you have to sit and write two hundred. In the United States,
1: we say no. What's that? (laughs) No is no is the answer. No, 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 that you have
0: to do thank you notes.
1: Uh, for wedding gifts, yes, you do. And if you don't, then we hear from our listeners uh, about people who did not send thank you notes for the wedding gifts that they sent.
0: And they're pissed, yeah. I mean, they're they're not
1: happy about it because they made a lot of effort to find something for you, buy it, they showed up at your wedding, they sent it to you and you can't even even say thank you.
0: So people people do not like that. What about people who do a generic thank you and send the same thank you like to everybody?
1: I think it just comes down to, are you expressing gratitude with that generic thank you? And if you received that generic thank you, how would you feel? Like, would that feel nice? And would you feel like whatever it is you did was like acknowledged, or would it feel a little empty? So, I mean, it's up to you to decide whether or not the thank you is sufficient. But I think a lot of people would feel like, oh, that doesn't quite feel personal enough.
3: Right. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Like, if I get a thank you in the mail, I open it to see it's a thank you and toss it before I even read the thing. Like, I don't like I have no interest in. Yeah, the I don't a
0: know, Leah. Are you like? Are you a big? Do you, Do you get upset if you don't receive a thank you? And like, do are you? I don't know. Do you care or? um I always send out thank yous okay um
2: for gifts that are for gifts um you know for things that people went out of their way for I you know I have people if people like say I gave something to a friend's kid and they sent me a picture on the cell like yeah our that's cell phone what I picture of the kid with wearing it and like yeah. a thank you so much but some kind of it acknowledgement that they got it that way you're not worried that they got it and I do think that um thank you cards after a wedding is pretty standard
0: Mm -hmm. right yeah I I mean I, I I do that with with uh what you said about taking a picture, like if the kids get a toy or something from somebody, I try to, you know, send a picture like, look, they love it.
3: When the kids get a toy, our 17, 14 and 11 all right. year old. Well, when they did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but when, you know, when they did, I, I used to do that and take a picture. I right? just, you know, because I, first of all, am not we just did a whole episode on ADHD and I'm not diagnosed with ADHD, but he is and some of our kids are and stuff. And, like, I always say to people, don't write me a thank you. I don't want a thank you. Like, if they send a picture or something, I'm super excited. I also always say, like, return it. Like, please do not feel like you, you know, if you don't like this, return it. You know, I mean, I I don't know. I, I, I always feel like, at, why not? I mean, that's, that you want them to have something that they want, but I guess that, For me, I sort of, I've been on the other end of it that, like, first of all, to, you know, you never know what's going on in somebody's life or whatever, and ADHD, mental health, all that stuff, I'm always sort of like, all right, they didn't have time to write me a thank you note. Sometimes I would, if I sent it in the mail, I would text and be like, I just want to make sure you got it, you know, but please, you know, don't like, and sometimes be like, oh, my God, I love it. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I've been so busy, but you know i i guess on my end i sort of feel like with life and everything when i give a gift i just kind of like want to give a gift and now i know most people don't a lot of people don't feel that way but on the other end i guess i get upset when people get when people get upset at me for not sending a thank you because i'm also the type of person who if you go out of your way and I'm not feeling well and, you know, you bring me chicken soup or you do something, you know, that like something like that, I'm going to text you later or whatever and send you, like, a long-ass text being like, that was so heartfelt and special and blah, blah. And people will tell us that we have really well-mannered kids, but we suck at making our kids write thank-you notes. Like, I would just hands down say, We suck at it. I mean, our son had a bar mitzvah last year, and like, you know, he's the type of kid who, like, you know, like the party planner said to us, Your son is the only person who's ever come up to me after the party and been like, This was so amazing, blah, blah, blah. But I I think he probably wrote, I don't know, 40 of 100 thank yous, which I thought was pretty good. (laughs) So I don't know. I, you know, it just, to me, um, it's hard, but I also get the other side of it, you know, that especially for older generations that this is something, you know, that, like, they're not on social media a lot. Some of them, they can't, you know, use email. So I get it. But I guess it's something that I'm hoping is fading or changing. I don't
1: know. Well, which part is fading? Just the, the, the need to send thank you notes?
0: The actual, like, snail mail, you have to send a thank you.
1: So... I think in response, nobody has to do anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. no one's gonna go to Etiquette jail. Like you don't have to send thank you notes for your wife. If you have a
0: mother-in-law, you might go to etiquette jail. (laughs) Right. But you might prefer to go to etiquette jail.
1: But I think why notes are nice and why I think handwritten notes won't go away. And I think the whole point of them is that they actually do take a little more effort. It's actually not a lot of effort. I can write a handwritten note about the same amount of time it takes me to write an email. Like I can pretty much do those Mm -hmm. two things in about the same 90 seconds, 120. Um, And I think the whole point of the note is that because it takes a little more effort, you had to have a little paper, needed some stamps, you needed to walk by a mailbox. That kind of, is all comes together. And when somebody receives it, they're like, oh, you took some time to think about the thing I did for you. And you put pen to paper to say what that meant to you and now we close the loop on that and the whole point is that it actually does take a little more effort and and that's nice because that's thoughtful Um, and thoughtfulness is kind of what we're going for if you can send a long detailed thank you text after chicken soup that's great and that's thoughtful too and like that achieves the same you know uh neurotransmitter release in my brain when i receive it so that's fine you could do that too um, but I think the handwritten note is this nice way to do that. Uh, and the impact that these have is so disproportionate uh, to the effort required to do them. Like, I, I know some thank you notes I've sent uh, people years ago, they remember them, they saved them. Uh, it comes up in conversation again, and people remember that kind of thing. Uh, people don't always remember text messages they, they got. Right. So there is something nice about that keepsake. But uh, but we'll see. I mean, I think, you know, your kids may discover they like it uh, at some point. Um, they may discover that by doing it, they actually get more goodies and treasure and their relationships are better <laughs> and they get the job after sending the thank you note to the interviewer where the 99 yep. other people who did not send that handwritten thank you note did not get that job. So there's a lot of benefit to doing it. They are totally selfish and that's fine. I'll take a selfish thank you note. It doesn't <laughs> always have to be altruistic.
0: Right. I guess that's yeah, – I mean, the the thank you note thing for – that is interesting because, you know, with applying to schools and stuff with my kids, that I'm like a stickler about. But I guess when it's, you know, someone who's we know or what – I'm not quite as much of a stickler, which makes no sense because you would think that you'd want to – Well, no, it's, I think who-
3: it's what I was saying where when it's one-to-one, you're on top of that stuff, right? Like when one thing happens and you want to show your appreciation, you do. Yeah. When it's an event, when there's 200 or 100 people – that's when it becomes a, you know. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. All right. <laughs> I think one thing to say about weddings is we do hear this a lot. We're like, oh, I just had a big wedding and now I have to a thank you to write. The thank you note actually should be sent when you get the gift. It's not after the wedding. So if you get a gift four months before your wedding, send the thank you note. And by doing that, now it doesn't become this overwhelming thing. Just send them when the gifts come in.
0: Right. Oh, that's a good point.
1: <laughs> yeah. We should remember that for next oh, no, time. Next time yeah. I'm going to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to ask them about So want to ask them about business stuff uh, Store stuff
3: I, I sure I mean, I just we, I have to try to
0: Yeah don't go off to No I New can't
3: Jersey. Like it's going to be I have a retail store Right And so out in New Jersey Right we have this retail store So I see a lot of I don't know if I see it more Because I have a store Even if I'm shopping in another store Like Alright Let me try to Let me take a breath. (laughs) I want to know, what is the proper etiquette of, for just one one example of, let's say a customer in a store, right? I, you know, you can see, I don't even want to say for the most part, shoppers are, how do I put it? Slobs. Slobs, irresponsible, self-indulgent, like, (laughs) like somebody else will take care of my mess or somebody else will take care. And I've seen it in my store. I've seen it in other stores. I see it wherever I go. Like when you go to a clothing store, there's just clothes everywhere, right? And like when I'm walking up and down the aisles of my store, there's just shit everywhere, right? And I see it and they do it in front of me. They know who I am. They know what, you know, who I am at the store, right? So why is that okay? Like, is it okay? No, those people are rude. But it's most people. I don't think most people are rude. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That covers it. I feel like it's an accepted thing by the, I don't know. Is there some customer organization thing that I'm not aware of that they have a rule that that's okay. Like, I don't know. Like it's all it's, it's not just one or two here and there it's for
1: the most part. Yeah. Right. I mean, mean, people are rude. Uh, I mean, and you want to be like, Oh, well do you do this in your own home? A lot of people do. So it may not be personal. This just may be the way they live their lives. But I don't know. How you think some people feel like there's a certain anonymity when you're shopping. Um, and so maybe because they feel anonymous somehow, they feel like they could just sort of toss sweaters on the floor, yeah. maybe.
2: Right. I have... Um... Two things. One, I feel like I'm actively working against this, where sometimes when it's late at night, I'll go into stores and just put things back. Uh, (laughs) I do it all the time in my local pharmacy. It calms me down. I'm not going to clean my own home, but I will clean up a store. Um, And the other, this comic, Lisa Traeger, who I think is so funny, has this great joke, which I think applies. I always get mad at people driving, especially here in Los Angeles. So rude. And, uh, I, and I'm and i always like, well, I can't believe this. What? How are you acting this way? Like, why would you do that? And then she has this joke about saying people who, uh, the joke is, why do you get mad at people who are driving and be like, how could you act like this? Have you met people in real life? And that's right. so, every time I go to yell, I'm like, this is so true. This right. is, of course they're doing this. Right. But, but it's not all people. There are, I think, a lot of people that don't do that. It's just unfortunately- The
0: garbaggio really, you know, Mm -hmm. smells more. Right. And I guess there's sort of this, um, well, okay, well, I have to go home and clean my own home and, you know, there are people working here and, you know, so I'm not going to do it in the dressing room or I'm going to leave my clothes behind or this is what they're paid for or, or that whole thing. But yeah, I mean, another thing is, especially around the holidays and everything. One one thing, my daughter who works in our family business will sometimes come home and be like, you know, she'll, she'll get home a little bit late and she doesn't get home until like 6.15 or you know 6.30 on a Saturday from working anyway. She's a teenager or she wants to go out or whatever. And she'll come home like, somebody came into the store at 5.55. We close at six o'clock. And she's, yeah. you know, so, so angry. And I guess that's something also that I think people don't, think about you know that it's sort of rude we just got this question that's why oh, I yeah? and
2: so tell he, me. sorry if you just heard my stomach rumble I just went wild I uh, <laughs> hope, hope that didn't pick it up uh yeah we just had somebody that exact question That they were working at a store and somebody came in at like 355 and then acted like oh did you close it for and then spent like 45 minutes walking around and I think it's the same mm-hmm. thing that sometimes people are just not thinking about other people and the goal our personal goal and like to be more mindful of others i'm
1: yeah other people exist to take that one step of
3: our show to take that question one step further uh is also which happens quite frequently when we close the doors and there might be still a customer in the store somebody outside will knock on the window. Hey, I need this one thing. Can you let me in? You know, one or two, it could happen one or two times in a night or it, it, but it happens weekly. It's not a once in a while thing, you know, like they'll literally knock on, Hey, can I, and I'm always like, yeah, fine. Come on. Like you have one minute, like literally, like I'm not going to let you like shop the store. You know, I don't say that, but I'm like, yeah, just whatever you need. If you need one thing real quick ahead, go get it. But I don't know. I would never knock on a window at a place that was closed to be like, hey, let me in because I need a thing, you know? Yeah, I wouldn't either. Um,
2: so it always blows my mind, and I often bring this same thing up in therapy. I'll be like, how could people ask me for this? And she goes, they can ask. You can say no. Mm-hmm. Because, right. you know, we can't control people who think that they the world bends for them. Mm-hmm. But we can
0: be like, no, that doesn't work. Sorry. Come back tomorrow. Thank you. Right. But it's also hard with now with, you know, social media and Yelp and right. ratings and so, reviews and people are bored and they take to that Yelp, man, like, you know, nobody's business and and they will, you know,
3: uh, well, I do it in the back of my mind because I want to be a nice guy and I want to be a nice, you know, business owner and I want to like help people. I really do. But there's this tiny part of me that's like, well, maybe they'll go on and write a nice thing online, you know, instead of like going out and bashing, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's not going to happen.
3: Right. Exactly. Right. If they didn't, they would. If I didn't let them in, then they would go right.
2: I mean, if we followed it all the way down, like if this person did go on Yelp and complain, you can respond. You came after we were closed. I'm sorry you feel this way. This yeah, but you're still, works. but it's
3: still happening, you know, and it's still another thing in your life. You know what I mean? Like you don't like. Really I know,
2: use but I it. feel like you either let them in right. and be okay with it, or you say no.
3: Right.
4: Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just ninety five bucks, including anti reflective, scratch resistant prescription lenses that block one hundred percent of UV rays. Every frame's designed in house with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered.
0: I'm sure that you guys are starting to get, like with Thanksgiving and stuff, you're starting to get a lot of people asking questions about holiday parties, family parties, that kind of stuff. I wanted to sort of just talk about that because it's always a huge of contention with whose house are you going to, you know, does your mom have to come, you know, does my mother-in-law have to come? Not in our situation, but in no. other situations. No, no, no. Um, I'm just interested in what kind of questions you guys get about holiday parties, like what kind of scenarios and what are your best, you know, tips or ideas for avoiding Horrible, terrible circumstances saying somebody's wrong name or not remembering somebody, or I
3: think you're asking them for way too much. Oh, this is this is a hard, I mean, this, there's no answer to this question, right? Sure there Holiday is. parties and family,
1: yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, my first thought in general is just any invitation, so to the holidays, to anywhere, an invitation is not a subpoena, and that's a very famous Miss Manners sort of quote, and so. If you don't want to go, you can say no. Like, you're you're not probably obligated to do anything. So if you need to, for whatever reason, you want to bow out, okay. I mean, there can always be consequences by not attending, you know, so there could be fallout or it could change relationships or whatever, but you still don't have to go. So I think that's the first thing to remember is, like, you can decline. And when you decline, you don't have to give excuses. You can just say, unfortunately, I can't attend, but thank you so much for the invitation. And leave it at that. You don't have to say why.
0: And that's, that's so hard to do. That doesn't come across as rude. Um, No,
1: and it is definitely possible to be polite and set boundaries at the same time. Like these are totally compatible concepts. So if you don't want to attend something for whatever reason, yeah, unfortunately I can't attend. But thank you so much for inviting me and use a tone that's not sort of like, and you know why, you know, just keep it neutral.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Are you sure you guys are not experts in this? I mean, you sound like you know what you're talking about. Well, we've lived in the world.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been to weddings. You know, I go to Thanksgiving dinner. So, yeah. And I decline a lot of invitations. And sometimes the reason is I don't want to. I would like to stay right. home and watch Love Island Australia. And that's,
3: okay, right? <laughs> and that's okay, right? That's what I wanted to.
1: Yeah, of course it's okay. A, yeah,
3: it's sometimes it's okay just to say no. Why? Because I don't want to. Like, I just want to. I got. So you want to watch, you know, whatever. Right. Like That yes. is so
1: much easier said than done. <laughs> of
3: course it is.
1: <laughs> well, it takes practice, Um, but it is also more polite on some level than showing up to an event you don't want to be at and being a bad guest. Like mm-hmm. if I'm having a dinner party and you don't want to be there, I would rather you didn't show up mm-hmm. than like take up a spot that I could give to somebody else who wants to be there.
0: Or what I'm famous for, which is canceling 15 minutes before you're supposed to be there.
1: You're famous for that. A little bit. Or infamous. <laughs> infamous, right.
0: probably. Well, I think now people just know. They're like, all right, Danielle responded yes, but there's like a 40% chance she's actually going to come. Well, I mean, that explains
3: why we haven't had plans in three years. Right? That's not true. <laughs> we haven't had to worry about <laughs> that. That is not true.
1: <laughs> and then there's definitely events that you feel obligated to go to you have to go to and you don't want to be there. And, you know, that's also just being an adult, doing right. things you don't want to do. Right. That's there are situations where you just
3: have to like bite the bullet and be like, "Yeah, that's
1: kind of it. it. And yes. And you just tough it out and you be polite and you stick to talking about neutral topics and that's the end of it. But right. yeah, just, you know, being in uncomfortable situations, learning how to be comfortable being uncomfortable is a really good life skill. And that definitely comes in handy.
0: Yeah. When our kids were younger, I remember we spoke about this on an episode too. I remember um, when our kids were really young, we got invited to a family party and um, it was uh, it was like around the holidays. It was on a Saturday and it started at eight with kids. And I was like. "Ooh, that's late. Yeah. Very late. And I was that's, like. I mean, that's too late for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: in bed by then.
0: And I actually RSVP'd and I was like, I have toddlers. There is absolutely no way I can go to a part. Like I wanted them to know. How do you like you have to think about other people when you're I feel like when you're planning the party too, like what, you know, is this going to be convenient for people and how can I make it more convenient? Like, I feel like sometimes people plan parties and they don't, they don't think about how it's affecting, you know, I I think about that sometimes with like, like planning a party, you know, a 40th birthday party when everybody's local and you make it four hours away or something, or like, I think that there's also something to be said on the back end of like, okay, maybe less people will cancel if I make it more, you know, like, like more comfortable for everybody. And, you know, like, like even when someone, like when we get invited to a party, like a bar or bat mitzvah or something, and it's like jeans and jerseys, which is what we did for our son or, you know, something like that, that I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I don't have to like put on a dress and stockings and, You know, I I don't know. I think there's something to be said on the back end of like, what can we do to like make this, you know, more palatable for everybody that they're not going to like be killing themselves that they have to be here for five hours in high heels and stockings. And so I don't know. I feel like on the other side, there's stuff that we can do throwing Mm -hmm. parties also.
1: Oh, hosts are not blameless uh, at all. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of bad hosts out there. And yeah, you're right. I mean, ho- hosting an event that is inconvenient or you know is going to eliminate half your guest list or is expensive, you know, like destination weddings. If you have a destination wedding, you cannot expect everybody to attend. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hear from a lot of hosts upset. They're like, oh, such, such and such in my life couldn't make my destination wedding. And so they're like, well, of course, because that's going to cost an extra $10,000. Mm-hmm. And like, of course they can't come. Um, yeah, but what if it's so, not even a
3: destination wedding? What if it's something that's two hours away, and then you have to get a hotel room, and then you have to- But that, you know, but to...
1: that is a destination. I mean, that, that's, I, I guess- That's that, not an afternoon. Like not, I need a not sitter. For that, I, need right. to, I need childcare. I need transportation. I have to buy gas. Now there's a hotel. You know, that's, you know, that's inconvenient too. I mean, the rule for weddings with the guest list is you start with the guest list. Who do you want there on that day? Mm-hmm. And then you figure out, well, where is the place I can get all these people at the same time? So if you need your grandmother at your wedding, and she can't do stairs, let's say, don't have a wedding at the top of a mountain that requires 100 stairs. <laughs> like that's not a good venue for your wedding because now this important person you want on your list can attend. Similarly, with the destination wedding, if you have all these people that you know can't afford it, well then don't have your wedding in St. Barts. Mm-hmm. Right. It's I feel like that's
3: that's a great way to not have anybody that you don't want at your wedding right, to be the at the wedding. You know, too. well.
1: I mean, a lot of people do have weddings right. for this reason in very expensive, far flung places to eliminate all their guest lists. Yeah. That yeah. happens.
0: And COVID has been a great excuse for that, too. About not having too, you know, not inviting too many people, not having too many people or, you know, um, not going out.
3: Yeah, the, the COVID excuse is gone, though. That's, you know. Well, it's not gone. <laughs> but I
0: mean, it's, you can always use it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Exactly. use it. Right. New variant, you know. <laughs> <Right>. So. <laughs> Um, tell everybody like where they can find you, what you have coming up for, you know, around the holidays and everything and, and just.
3: Wait, before you do that, actually, Lee, I have a question for you. If you can settle a debate between Danielle and I, because I think I know your feelings on this. So I'm the one who took care of birth control for us. So that's me. Yes. So Danielle has to do everything else, right?
2: Yes. You know, that's my, that's my rule. Whoever (laughs) is on birth control is then waived from any house duties.
3: I just want to make sure Danielle understands that. She doesn't agree, (laughs) and I know you do. So I just want to make sure. I definitely do. I
2: I do not clean. (laughs) I am not shopping. And
0: so equality works in the reverse. (laughs) (laughs) So so whoever is on birth, just to clear this up, whoever is on birth control is off the hook for everything else. Right. Everything Uh, house-related, like, uh, you know. Oh, my God. So now I have nothing, I'm, no, now I'm too going late. in to get my tubes tied. It's too late. I can't reverse
3: <laughs> mine, right? So it's too late.
0: Well, then we'd have double the... <laughs> I just think it counts as
2: housework. I think that's fair. It's a Thank fair uh, a division I, of labor. Right. And one shouldn't be responsible for birth control and do dishes. That's It's just too
0: much. It knocks a person out. You now, know? which of these people has to clean up after sex? the birth control person or the other person (laughs) I think
3: I'm off of all
0: anything in the house
3: so Uh
0: uh-oh I
3: don't know (laughs) (laughs) oh there was one other thing you guys just recently talked about which I wanted to touch upon just for a second where I agree with both of you about the eating alone going out to eat by yourself I am a huge advocate of that I think everybody should do it I think it's wonderful it's one of my favorite things to do um as a matter of fact, like I'll like once a month or so, I'll, and Daniel will come sometimes too, but
1: is go to a local alone, restaurant.
3: Then? What's that?
1: Is that eating alone or you actually are at separate tables?
3: Well, no, no. Right. So what I usually do, some, <laughs> you know, like a once a visual. month by myself. <laughs> like, All right, is have a good
1: like, meal. See, see you at the car later.
3: I'll go to my, I'll go to our local restaurant with my computer, which I know you, one of you said you shouldn't have a computer at the table maybe, but like. You
1: shouldn't have a Dell desktop. Okay. Okay. That's what that makes sense. Makes
3: sense. Matrix We said don't Pranger. bring in,
2: we said don't bring in the desktop if it has, <laughs> if it has linen on the table. I okay. Is fair
3: enough. But like, I'll go sit there and do work for like three hours and have like a cocktail or four, but you know, just a few hours by myself. Number one, it's to get away and I can actually get shit done because there's nobody there that I have you know, to worry about other things that are happening. There's nobody else around me. I don't have to t- engage with anybody else while I'm at the restaurant. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just sit there and do my thing. And then, like I said, Danielle and I make a date out of it too. Once in a while, and we do the same thing. We both bring our big, huge Dell desktops and put them on the main so table covers. But it's honestly like, I don't get what's weird about it. I love it. I think it's, anybody, everybody should go do
1: it.
2: Some people really feeling comfortable being alone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of
1: restaurants make solo diners feel very awkward, which is like, oh, table for one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, you know, there's sort of a built-in loneliness aspect to it, which is totally unnecessary. Um, Because I think there's a difference between solitude and loneliness. And I think dining alone is all about solitude. It's
2: very what women throw. What women throw, oh my goodness. Henry David Thoreau, Walt Whitman. Let's edit that so people think I'm-
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the I am. Like- I always I say try- I want to go to the movies by myself. Like, I'm excited if I like, get to go to the gynecologist by myself. I mean, I there was a time when, like, you know, I had – kids hanging off each leg so now i'm like today i went to the dentist i was so excited but i mean i i always say i'm going to go to the movies by Why myself is
3: going to the movies alone weird you don't i think talk it's weird to somebody when you go it's with somebody not
0: weird I, it's one of my favorite things to do it feels weird though like it feels like you want to be laughing with
2: somebody yet
3: everybody else in the audience
2: everybody else around you it's a group alone experience that's what i love about it you yeah. go alone and you're still in a group also dentist and gyno that's all you need to hit. That's my personal medical belief. You just catch it at one of the two ends. <laughs> Perfect. That's how that works. I also was rethinking your uh, store. Nick and I always like to come up with like all the ideas for your For So I was thinking for your store. Um. So my dad has this apple tree. This gets back to it. And it's on our property, but people come and pick the apples. Like strangers walking down the street. And okay. it's- And we've tried all these different things. So I made him a sign that was like, it's not funny at all, but like, it's ridiculous. It says you can pick your nose, you can pick your friends, but you can't pick my apples. (laughs) Um, And that way it doesn't feel aggressive, but it's also like reminding people you're walking on to my property just to like, since they clearly don't have it in their brain, right? um, maybe you have a sign that says something Not that you should have to explain to people that when you're closed, you're closed, but some kind of sign that's just, uh, you know, on your storefront that's like, we close it for because, and then something. Because that's how
1: business works. (laughs)
2: Like like, some kind of like, we have stuff to go to, but not in that. Because because have you seen Gremlins? (laughs) Yes, because have you seen Gremlins? Yes, do not get
1: our staff wet after (laughs) five o'clock.
2: Just something silly, but like, as a reminder, like, hey, we have a life too. Right.
1: Yeah. I don't know if there's a way to write that sign.
2: No, I don't know either, but I'm just throwing right. out ideas or because it you, felt like Or you guys just the day option.
0: after on the front door post pictures of the people who were in past Oh, closing. like bad checks? Yeah, just like, like people hey, who here bounce bounce bad were checks? yesterday's okay. people. You know, this is like the wall of shame. Well, here I are actually, the people who were here yesterday after closing. I
3: did that, by the way, with we had like a ring of thieves coming through our store a few years ago. It was, like, happening a lot. It, it, the, I think it was part of, like, a team of people once, you know, every once in a while. And I would post their pictures I would from our security camera on the door so people would see them as they're coming in. And the other people would see, you know, the p- other people coming in to steal would know what's going on. Yeah,
0: and I'm posting pictures next. of these people. So what's worse, a shoplifter or somebody who stays past closing? <laughs> <and clothing>? Surely. <laughs> I assume it's somebody who stays past four. Uh, yeah.
2: I, you have to hang out with them. I, Or you could say something wild, like, oh, feel free to come in, but we have people taking nudes in the back. I don't know what it is. I'm just trying to throw out – other options, so it wasn't just the one right. or the other. Then you
0: just get like a whole bunch of like old, gross men coming in. <laughs> said in its yeah. Just the wrong clientele. He sells birthday party supplies. And <laughs> just wouldn't... How about if you electrified the door handle?
3: I think that's that's something that that's what work. I thought
0: you were going to say. You did to the apple tree. I was super disappointed. We, i actually suggested that and my dad was like a hard no on it oh see now well, that that's no fun baked
3: apples instead of regular just
0: because he's the one paying the home insurance <laughs> doesn't mean <that>. <laughs> <laughs> i think those are, these are all really good ideas and you yeah. can put you can put mia we can put <laughs> our kids in charge i'm just gonna put them
3: all up all the ideas right all the signs let them pick one
0: just take down the help wanted sign
3: <laughs> right. or the open sign <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: or you can be like sure come in but i do you mind closing up because i have to
3: leave right
0: right that's a great idea sure but um clean up in aisle 16 while you're back there can you just like these are you guys are i don't know i think you should start your business podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> all good um yeah so uh, anyway tell everybody where they where they can find you and what you have coming up and everything
1: well, you could definitely find our show, We're Raised by Wolves, uh, wherever you get your podcasts, and or online, where we raised by wolves.com and on all the socials. So yeah, check it us, check us out. We got some fun Instagrams happening, and um hopefully you you like our show and want to tune in and maybe we'll change your mind about thank you notes.
0: Okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I mean no. I'm
2: just gonna hire somebody gonna to write happen. them for me. May I just say in that, and this just happened to me that. I was out for lunch with a comic who I don't see often. And she was messaging somebody who is on the other side of the business. And she said, oh, I'm with Leah. And while we were still at lunch, they messaged back and said, oh, Leah, she sent me a thank you note. And I, I mean, this was like 10 years ago that really? I Really? Yes. And he was like, I just found it on my desk because he saved it.
0: As Nick was saying,
2: so, I mean, it does, it does, I know you personally throw them away before you read them, but (laughs) (laughs) for a lot of people, they are appreciative that you were appreciative of what they did. And I was like taken aback that he, and delighted that he still had it and that, that, that's what he remembered. Oh, Leah, she sent me a thank you note. Yeah. And he had, you know, fond memories. Yeah, no, definitely.
0: Definitely. Listen, I. But want as we've to established, you don't person. want to
1: make good memories, for
0: <laughs> right? And, but I'm not. I'm not interested in making good memories. Uh, right. Hence, why we have other people to our kids. So it
1: does come full circle and make sense
0: <laughs> to ride to ride a it bike does. and <laughs> yeah.
3: yes. Yeah, we don't make nice memories.
0: No, we are not interested no. in that. But okay. I feel like those people are just starting fires wherever they are. Just yeah, the community Facebook pages are literally the worst place on earth. I mean, I've exited the one that I was in. Yeah, they should not be called community Facebook pages. It should just be like, we're going to fucking trash you if you post here. And that's just what we're sitting here. Like, I feel like they're like sitting there behind the desk, like Ed, like Bur- Mr. Burns. Well, like every, every
3: communication that's on there, somebody always posts that GIF of like a deer eating popcorn or something like there's a GIF yes. like that just like they're just sitting there watching. No, there is one like that's a deer. Oh. One's the Michael Jackson in the thriller. Oh, Those right. Right. There's right. like a hundred of them, right. you know, but because every situation has that going on.
0: I know. Yeah. No, it's really upsetting. But, um, and Leah, do you have any more comedy stuff coming up that everybody should know about? I do. I'm, um, about to go back on the East
2: coast. I try to keep my, that's not true. I, my website calendar is not updated, but I do keep uh, my shows up on my Instagram, which is at Leah Bonoma.
0: Awesome. Where on the East Coast are you going to be?
2: I'm going to go stay with my parents in Maine for a month. Oh. And then I will be um, in New Jersey, at, at, in Atlantic City. And I'll be in Portland, Maine, and Burlington, Vermont.
3: Awesome. Uh, excuse to go to Atlantic City.
2: Good
0: excuse to go to Atlantic yeah. City. Yeah, I about do love us. a slot machine. We're about <laughs> we're about an hour away from Atlantic City. Hour. Yeah,
3: hour and thirty four minutes. Oh, yeah,
0: hour and thirty. Give or minutes. take. Yeah, give or take. Well, thank you guys so much. This was fun. You guys are great, and um, I'm definitely going to. Thank be, yous from I'm our wedding, to, yeah. I, th- I think maybe <laughs> now I'll finally. <laughs> we just celebrated our 20 year anniversary, and Congratulations. You know, oh, that's a big one! Thank you, but you know, I, I mean, there are definitely. Well, actually, I did have somebody because I'm so bad at keeping lists of thank yous. I remember somebody calling me and being like, You sent me a thank you, but you already sent me a thank you. <laughs> I had <laughs> sent two thank yous, but then there were probably like more people who didn't get any thank you. Well, that counts,
3: it cancels one out, it's cancels fine. one out, exactly. I think it's, right. I think it's fair,
0: yeah, yeah. I I know i want to be that person who no says you don't
3: you. and you don't have to
0: i guess no yeah i guess it's 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 too late now
1: that so ship is- oh, sailed. it's never too late
0: no i got a video thank you from a
2: friend which i loved which That's i think fun. is like you know she just talked into it she did a little fun thing she messaged it to me so i mean there are options okay
0: all right Video message.
4: She sure. kind of sang a little bit.
2: You know what I mean? It was just very. It, it delighted me. That I is nice. It. And you can keep that too. I can keep it on my phone, which I did, and I'm gonna bring it back later when I'm feeling <laughs> down.
0: Ah, nice. All right, guys, thank you so much. That yeah, was fun. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This sure. is great.
3: Yeah. Now we have a thousand more topics to go through. So we'll we'll do it up and again sometime. <laughs> We're here
1: when you need us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you so much.